Welcome to We Are Human First. I'm Lori Blumenstein-Bott, and I'm with my colleague, Dr. Paula Christian Kleiger. And we're very excited to be with you today and talk about something that each of us are very passionate about and is very timely. The other day, we were on the Markley in the Conference Room radio piece, and that's on our website also. And we were talking about sharing power something that is so foundational and so important in all of our lives. And it really helped us to frame where we wanted to go next with our podcast with you today. So sharing power is sort of the foundation of building bridges to others. And we can only do that if we look deeper into ourselves. And so this podcast is going to help you look inside of you and see where your own vulnerabilities and triggers may be preventing you from sharing power, or even unconsciously you don't recognize that that's something that's happening. And so I hope today will help very much in you learning and growing, and that is the uh, goal of self-study every time we do meet with you. And so I'm going to ask my wonderful colleague to help us frame today with a piece to ponder. Thank you, Lori. Great introduction. Um, I don't know how many of you see the New York Times from time to time or even keep up with some of the latest books. Well, there's this amazing Pulitzer Prize winning author. Her name is Isabel Wilkerson. She has an award winning book that she did years ago, but she has a book out now and it's called Cast, The Origins of Our Discontents. And in the New York Times, before the book came out, uh, there was this wonderful excerpt from the book and it speaks, I believe, so poignantly to what makes us human on a very deep level. What makes us human in terms of our history and how important it is, and also how important it is for us to see ourselves as always evolving. And that as we evolve, it's not a perfect, it's not linear. We tend to go backwards and then forward. And that backward and forward movement has to do with experiences that we have that make us feel vulnerable. Experiences we may not have resolved completely. They're old. So I'm going to read from her excerpt. Cast is all about our human history on this planet. Wilkerson traces three main cultures And how, as human beings, we tend to think in terms of hierarchies. Some people are on the top, and then some people are on the bottom. Oh, we always think in terms of power placed in the hands of certain others. And she tries to trace this not just in terms of the racial issues that are prominent today, but she wanted to help us to understand how this is an aspect of being human. So here's the quote, and I think it'll help frame us in terms of our vulnerabilities and how to see them and how to start to repair them. She says, we in this country are like homeowners who inherited a house on a piece of land 
that is beautiful on the outside, but whose soil is unstable, loam, and rock, heaving and contracting over generations, cracks patched, but the deeper ruptures waved away for decades, centuries even. Many people may rightly say, I had nothing to do with how this all started. I have nothing to do with the sins of the past. And yes, not one of us was here when this house was built. Our immediate ancestors may have had nothing to do with it. But here we are, the current occupants of a property with stress cracks and bowed walls and fissures in the foundation. We are the heirs to whatever is right or wrong with it. We did not erect the uneven pillars or joists, but they are ours to deal with now. So, on that note. So, so one of the things, you know, you can't see, but Dr. Kleiger and I use, there's a feature on when we do these podcasts and we can look at each other. And I think that's so important when you're having a conversation uh, that you are looking at the person that you're talking to which is why um, both of us feel pretty strongly about how social media does not provide bridges to people, that it often hides. And so as you were um, reading that quote, and I was listening to the homeowner piece, and I have not heard it before, so I appreciate hearing it today. I think it's a great frame for this conversation. But immediately it took me back to power your heart, you power your mind. And the reason it did that is, um, and I went for my book immediately, which is nearby, and principle six came to me, that we live our lives embedded within layers of context. We are part of a collective. And as soon as you mentioned homeowners, that's what really resonated. Connected through generations, through shared human networks, always supportive of and supported by all living things. And really, that is you know, what we're talking about when we're talking about shared power and living. Yeah. And I think that's why I resonated so much with Wilkerson's new book, because I think we, we forget or we, we get lost in our fears when we are not exposed or when we're not spending time with people who come from different places than we do. We kind of end up in our own little pods, so to speak our own little boxes. And when we are faced with learning to deal with situations or people that are different than us, we get really scared. And then we have to protect ourselves, right? And then that protection, that sense of self-protection usually taps, taps, pokes at an old vulnerability, something that has hurt us in the past and we really haven't repaired. That's really, that's the point. Stay with that for a minute because when you said, you know, we get scared and everybody has a different reaction, obviously, when you get scared. But many times it is, we're going to self-protection. And because of that, we don't even recognize why. Why are we doing that? We don't take the time to say, what about that just created that reaction for me? No, we're just sort of flowing with it, right? Exactly. I mean, we, it's automatic. 
Mm-hmm. That's what's so interesting about these triggers. And I, I I think we should use that word. I mean, the word is used in our work a lot with trauma, but I, I think they're triggers. Even if we haven't had major trauma in our lives, we all have these leftover residuals or remnants, like the homeowner that has cracks and, mm-hmm. and you know, in a wonderful house ourselves. But at the same time, we've got these cracks and fissures that need mending and need attention, need attention. Maybe that's the right word. And um, we don't pause and we just react. That's the key. It is so hard at times to step back and ask, as you're saying, what am I feeling? First of all, what are my thoughts around it? What's the memory? You know, what, how does this connect with right now? And, you know, when we're beginning, when we're able to do that, to even name the feelings. Well, to do that, also, we have to pause. Yeah. And we're so tuned to, we've got to be responsive. We've got to have an answer. We've got to do this. And the truth of it is, if you're so busy thinking about what you're going to do next, you're not in the moment. We've talked about that before. You're not present with whomever is with you. And you're already reacting to something, whether it's the words that they're saying, whether it's wanting to participate in a way that feels like you're being meaningful to the greater group, there's a unnaturalness that we've brought into this. And if we allow ourselves, and this is a toughie, to take some time, we can change things. I think this one, this podcast to me is so important around our self-study model. Mm-hmm. This pause part to take a moment to look and observe ourselves from the inside. It's the observing eye, uh, practice number one. We are taught, I don't know if you remember school, Lori, you know, we're taught like teacher asks a question, everyone raises their hand. Who's going to get called on first? That's the perfect way to help people (laughs) remember this, right? Nobody was thinking, oh my, or some people were thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want to raise my hand. I don't even know what she's talking about. Exactly. So some people would hide which we know is one of those classic self-protection things. You repress or you hide, or you have got to be on top of things. So you're going to be the first person that you want to try to be the first person to raise your hand. So you can be on top top. of it. Again, not sharing power, but on top. So I remember when I was in school, I don't know if you remember this, but you know, there were always the people who needed to answer and then continue to answer. And continue to answer. And then there were people struggling so hard to be heard. They'd put their hands up for a long time. Teacher wouldn't call on them. And then there were the kids in the back of the room who wouldn't put their hands up. And then the teacher would call on them. And they'd have the right answer. But they had been sitting and listening. And just attending. And you could see those dynamics of You know, that sense that somebody, you know, even the person who wanted to be on top, they were expressing a vulnerability, actually. And the person who was sitting in the background, they may have been shy, but in a way, they're expressing a strength. So maybe it's important that we spend a little more time with understanding a vulnerability. A lot of people think, oh, vulnerability means weakness. And that's not necessarily true. Really, when we're talking about vulnerabilities, we're talking about hidden parts of ourselves that come out 
if we're not synced up enough to recognize what's happening. And it can be simple things, to use your example, back to a school setting where something happened that you felt diminished in some way. And so that feeling comes back to you in different scenarios, not with intention, but knowing that vulnerability helps you to not over age in something. Correct. Mm-hmm. Or to learn to sit with it long enough, mm-hmm. which is what we're talking about, to identify just what it is that was so hurtful or uncomfortable. And, you know, one of the things that, that I've learned and I want to share with all of you out there is that I feel one of the hardest vulnerabilities to sit with is when we've been embarrassed or we felt humiliated. If someone has been a little bit more on target than we might be, right? And we feel like we have to overcorrect or correct that. So we we got to have, we can't just let someone else be good at something and share. I think the other thing that you're talking about when you use that example is that You know, we are imperfect beings. And if we have an expectation that we're always going to be, you know, right on point, that leaves no room for anyone in our world. And what we're talking about now, and the reason that we feel this is so important in the climate that we're all living in, we have to accept our vulnerabilities, our triggers, and our imperfections in order to be in this with the rest of the world. And in order to actually learn from each other, if we are so heck bent on being the perfect one, having the right answers, we won't be able to sit and hear when we really can learn something from another person, take in new knowledge, new awarenesses, new creative answers and solutions to save our planet, to save each other, and to thrive. We must share what we know and the love and the care that we have. Absolutely. I think today's conversation is really the beginning of a series of conversations that we want to have with you. We want to help grow ourselves and each other. And the only way we can do this, if we really focus on sharing power, self-study, and building bridge to others, that is how we can build enduring bridges that now more than ever is so important in our world. So on that note, we're going to end today. Keep in mind that we are with you. We want to share with you. And we look forward to sharing with us your thoughts and your reactions to each of our podcasts. So I'm here with Lori Blumenstein-Bott, and I am Paula Kleiger, and we are human first. We'll look forward to coming back to you in the very near future. Take care.